0: And our Father and our God, we do honor you in this place today. We confess that there is none like you anywhere. It is your name that we celebrate. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. It was not our alarm clock that truly woke us this morning, but it was your favor your grace because we have purpose Lord God now I would that you would be present to feed us with manna from heaven manna that would spiritually nourish and invigorate us to be doers of your word and not simply hearers to have a greater communion fellowship with you father your people have gathered some to their tvs some to their devices but to hear what the spirit of the lord would say to the body of christ we your people let us not depart without an impartation of your holy spirit your word understanding of your will and The power to perform it. Ha! I thank you, Lord, because you know the minds and the hearts, the situations and circumstances of everyone under the sound of my voice now. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us right there. And now I pray, dear God, that you would give me not only what to say, but how to say it. That I shall be both effective and efficient and delivering your word. We're counting on it, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord God. Come on, somebody cry out. I need you, Lord. Come on, cry out to the Lord. I need you, Lord. Oh, God, feed us this day. And we bless, reverence, and honor your righteous and holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. I celebrate, as I said, the fact that today we celebrate Holy Communion. The Bible lets us know that as often as we do this, we do show the remembrance of what Christ did on that notable day there on Calvary. He didn't just die, but the true power was in his getting up. Anybody can die, but when you get up victorious, Praise God. And so I'm excited, I'm literally excited about the fact that we get to prove that Jesus lives in us today. That's really what we're doing as we're remembering or recollecting or bringing back together that fact in our lives. Our message today actually centers in the subject of communion, Oh, let's just go there. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 34. If you have your Bibles, your electronic devices which serve as your Bible, amen. Let's go there. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 34. And when you arrive or get there, please say, I have arrived. All right, I'm looking for a few more arrivals. I know they're scheduled in. They'll be landing any time. Are we all set? 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning at verse 23. Paul talks to the people, saying, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me after the same matter also he took the cup when he had supped saying this cup Come on and say, this cup. this cup. Ah, this cup is incredibly, incredibly important. Not that cup, but this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily Wherefore, mm, yes, Lord, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. Verse 34, and if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. And the word of the Lord is blessed. You may have your seat. On today, we're gathered in his name to celebrate Holy Communion. And I did say celebrate. There's a reason for celebration. Because Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God, the only one who could have redeemed us or brought us back into a relationship wherein we can stand before God And hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. When it is a situation because of what Jesus did, is the only way that our sins could be washed away and we may have eternal life because we received him as Lord and Savior. Holy Communion is really a celebration of what Christ did on Calvary And what he did after Calvary in that he got up. Look at somebody say, I serve a risen Savior. On today, I want to do perhaps a little different. As a preacher, I understand the call upon my life. I understand the major thrust of my ministry. I am not one-sided, but I understand the major thrust of my ministry. You will note that when you, the people of God, hear me teach and preach, somewhere in that there is going to be a word of encouragement, a word of enlightenment, and the word that God places in me to give to you tends to spur, push, encourage, compel you to go out and be victorious in your divine purpose. And so I understand clearly that I have the calling on my life as an encourager, as a teacher. Mm-hmm. But today I want to share with you concerning the power of communion from the subject committed to communion. Committed to communion. I'm sure there's going to be a word of encouragement in there somewhere because I can never escape who I am in Christ Jesus and the purpose that he has implanted in me. Are you with me, church? Communion is the mutual coming together for the sharing and or exchanging and reflecting on Intimate thoughts and feelings uh, on a mental or intellectual or even spiritual level. There is also a type and point of physical communion where we must touch one another, where we must help one another. So all of you is involved when it comes to communing with one another. Appropriately and certainly with God. Come on and say, "I'm committed to communion." Holy communion is the service of Christian worship at which bread and wine are consecrated and shared as the believers reflect. You can't really be a non believer and celebrate Holy Communion. You can't even be a non Christian and have ho- Holy Communion because if God is not in it, it's not holy. Mm-hmm. Those words that you are speaking, regardless of the time, if God is not in it, it is not holy conversation. <laughs> Whatever you're plotting and planning, and to plot doesn't mean that you're up to something evil, but whatever you're plotting and planning, if God is not in it, it is not holy. Ah. And so it's a time where Christian believers come together to reflect on what Christ did for us. And so now you certainly can be, you can see the importance of it because we must reflect in order to remember. Because what we remember, we are steadfast to perform according to what we remember, according to what we know is truth. I want you to stretch your minds today. I, I want you to think about what I'm saying because it's important for you to have a mind of your own that is Christ-centered. It is important that you have a mind of your own that is a holy mind. And the only way you can have a holy mind is if Christ is in you. You know, oftentimes when we were a child, we messed up as parents. Well, when we, even as we as parents mess up with our ch- children because we oftentimes... When a child messes up or does something wrong and they say, well, I thought, and you say, who told you to think? We should get away from that practice. You want, you want to shape and help them to think in the proper way and perspective, but never try and stop a child or a person from thinking. It's necessary for them to be successful in life. I know that I'm doing a sort of a sidebar, but I'm trying to help somebody. Because if you don't think, you will always act in ignorance. Ignorance means two things. Number one, you don't know. And number two, you know, but you ignore what you do know. You knew what you was doing when you did what you did. But you ignored the truth of it. That's ignorance to ignore. But we, as the people of God, need to think, think, think. Where that song come? From? Think about it. It's not a church. Oh, my wife said it's not a church song. I got it. All right. But you've got to learn to think. Great minds are a result of thinking. <sighs> Encourage your children. Encourage yourselves to think. Even when you read the scripture, God is not intimidated by your questions answers lie in questions if you read something that you don't understand ask the question what does this mean lord what are you saying because the the reality is the reality is that revelation can come from something that you've been reading for years but you never saw that you never saw it that way And so God, at the appropriate time, will bring revelation to you through something that you've been reading or looking at all along. There are many things that you don't understand, and so I encourage the people of God to question God in His Word. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but Lord, what, what do you mean, Lord? What are you saying to me through that? I know what it's saying, but how does that involve me? How does that relate to me? Think. All right, back to communion. The bread, the wine, ah, it is a part of holy communion. I don't want to just simply leave you with the thought concerning what we call Holy Communion, which is the taking and the eating of the bread and the drinking of the wine, but also communing as in being together with one another. There is power in unity. Unity comes by being together on one accord, one mind for the purpose for which God brought you together. Everything in life has a purpose. And if you can't see the purpose then perhaps you should question, why am I here? Why am I doing this? What does it have to do with me? Again, I'm still staying with the theme of thinking. You must become great thinkers. And you become great thinkers by reading and by asking questions or by listening to hear what God has to say. In your quiet time God is not going to try and talk over your voice. After you finish, you're tired, you're through, you're complaining and all that like Elijah like Elijah after he did all of that great work slaying the false prophets, calling down fire from heaven that sucked up even the water and then when that woman Jezebel threatened his life he started running and running and running not talking to God he didn't pray then he just ran and in life too often that's what we do something happens and we begin to run rather than speak to God and so you produce something that is not of God because you did not consult God all of this is still in being committed to communion If you're going to be creative and produce anything, communion with God is necessary. And there are two things that you must have, really three things that you must have. There must be a voice. There must be a touch. And there must be something produced because of the voice or that which you heard. And because you were touched. Man in creation is the only thing that God did not speak into existence. God spoke and things began to form. He simply sent his voice over the waters and things took shape. But when it came to man, he didn't just speak to man, he touched man out of the clay. He formed man. He Man, and I say this responsibly, he fondled, he folded, he manipulated, he instigated, he stirred, he touched man, and he became a living soul. And then we became productive, even as God is productive. And every since he touched us, we are in need of another touch. That's why we need him. (laughs) That's why you crave him. You can look in other places. You can seek it doing other things. But until you get a touch from God, you'll never be truly satisfied. (laughs) There is no touch like the touch of God. And then after he's touched you and formed you and spoke his word and his will in you, then you can be fruitful. Fruitful and multiply which is the result of communing with God that you would be fruitful and multiply could it be that you haven't communed sufficiently with God and therefore now you are not as productive as you should be committed committed to communion Jesus said in John 6, he says, For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. And so he makes it clear that Jesus is the bread of life. And we need him in order to be fruitful, in order that we might multiply or produce to his glory. Everybody else is getting false gods and false feelings and false touches. And that's why what they produce is so erroneous. You've got to be touched by the right one. It's not enough simply to be touched. There's a difference between a mother's touch and a stranger's touch. Hmm. There's a difference between a touch from someone who really cares and a touch who just from someone who wants to get a feel. I wish I had a people that could think It's not enough just to be touched, but you've got to be touched in the right way at the right time by the right one in order that you might produce. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And what? In all the joy that flood my soul. You know this song. So there's a difference. It makes a difference who you commune. With Who you fellowship with. I come today to encourage the people of God to be in communion with God, to communicate with God, to be in fellowship with God. I came to a realization, yeah, the preacher, I came to a realization this week in the last few days that I haven't been being close enough to God. I've been so busy with the hustle and the bustle of life that I failed to pray as often as I ought. I didn't say that I didn't pray. But you know when you're not praying enough. You know when you're not reading the word enough. It is a call. Ah. To do what is necessary and needed to fruitfully produce what God has for you. Understand when I say produce saints of God, I'm not talking just an agricultural term that you grow fruit in this. You know, no, no, I'm not telling you to grow fruit. I'm telling you to produce fruit. It's time to produce. Communion with God. The wine represents the shed blood of Jesus on Calvary. Y'all looking at me like you already know all this stuff. I know you do. But think on what I'm saying in order to get the revelation of what God is saying to you today. Do you know how many times I've read various passages in the scripture? I know these stories, but yet this time when I read this text, God has another revelation. Don't be afraid to hear it one more again. Yeah, I said it that way. One more again. Communion with one another is important. And it is vital to ensuring the unity of purpose. The unity of purpose. We must go along. We must get along with those whom God has called us to talk to and to touch and to be touched by. So that we can produce. Communion—it's a very interesting word, and I, you know, I love the Greek. I don't claim to pronounce it correctly every time I say a Greek word, but I love the Greek because it really—it helps me to see in pictures. It helps me to understand in pictures. Koinonia, communion—it is from the Greek word koinonia, which literally means partnership. Listen to this, but it doesn't stop there. Literally, it means partnership. That means holding arms. Working together side by side to what? To produce something greater than the two of you, or at least the two of you. That's really what communion. What happens as a result of communion? It's a partnership. Now, now, now hear this because the word has another meaning, and I love this, and I need a mature audience in order to deal with you. Literally, the word "koinonia" also means, yes, it means partnership. That means you're you're not just with somebody else, but you're with the correct, you're with the right somebody else. Another meaning is from a social aspect, and it literally interprets intercourse. This is Powerful. Everyone in this room is a result of intercourse. What did you say? How do you know, Bishop? Because you ain't Jesus. So this is, this is incredibly important. This is incredibly important. Intercourse is that, uh, is that which will cause something to be birthed or produced. To produce something out of birth that is greater than the two of you or is established in a purpose. Every person that is born, because God doesn't allow mistakes that he can't handle, that will go to naught. Every birth has a purpose. We don't always understand why or what the purpose may be, but there is a purpose because God doesn't make mistakes and so therefore intercourse is that which will produce or give birth to something great something that God can use and it comes forth through all in the context of communion And so if you're going to produce the right thing, you've got to commune with the right one or ones that God has. I'm saying that on a natural perspective, on a spiritual perspective, perspective, we know we go to God. We know we are to fellowship with the God of our salvation, the God of our creation. We know this. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 says this. Hear this, hear this, hear this, and the clock is ticking away. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all, amen. Why would Paul say this? Yes, the grace or the empowerment of Jesus Christ and the love of God God the Father, God the Son. Okay, one more person in the, in the Trinity. And the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Why would Paul say that? Why does he differentiate when it comes to the Holy Ghost? Because the Holy Ghost is the agent in the earth today that is to help us, to aid us, to lead us and guide us in what? In all truth. And so we must commune with the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. Why? Paul is now saying, so now by communing or spending time, voice, <laughs> uh, touch, uh, gives us the ability to produce, so we must hear, sense the presence, feel, encounter, engage with the Holy Ghost, so that we can produce much fruit unto God. So that we can do that which pleases him. Go into all the world. Preach my word. <sighs> Find those who are lost, hurting, and hungry. Feed them until they're full. they are full. So that they too can come to me. All oh, ye that labor and a heavy laden and he will give us rest but he also will empower us and enable us to get through more than just today but to get through life being productive do you know that you can hurt and still work i know that may be a foreign concept to some but i don't feel good well get up with your hurting self and get some work done hurt is not a license to work excuse me It is a license. Hurt is not a license to stop working. But God will enable you to work through because the greater things in life come through toil. Greater things in life come through agony. I want you to think. Remember, we started this with you thinking about. Think, think what I'm saying. Think on the times that you were successful. What was it? that you endured, that you had to go through agony, but you finally reached your mark. (sighs) Communion with God is essential. And it's necessary and actually mandated by the leading of the Holy Spirit, as we see in 1 Corinthians 11 and 26, even one of the scriptures that we read today. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come i want y'all to ah Think again. Watch this. Remember, look at the words. Examine. Ask God, what are you saying? When it says, therefore, as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. The problem with the English language is that it doesn't always give full explanation and understanding as to what you do. One word in the Greek can give us a picture of what we have to do, but it takes sometimes two and three words to explain in the English language what's really being said. What am I talking about here? When it talks about, when it talks about uh, as often as we eat the bread, that's the body of Christ. And drink this cup of this cup. That's the blood of Christ. Those are the things that strengthen us because of the redemptive work that Christ Jesus did for us on the cross. I don't know if this is encouraging anybody, but I'm trying to spar your minds today to think again. And then as a result of that, you now, because the body of Christ... And the blood of Christ are in you, simplifying that Jesus is in you. He's with you. He's there with you. Now what happens is that you are able to show forth the Lord's death till he come. What does it mean to show forth the Lord's death till he come? The word show there can also be changed to say prove. So now because the body of Christ, the blood of Christ in you, or in other words, Jesus Christ Whole in you. Now you can prove that Christ is all that He said He was and that He can do even through you all that He said that He would do. There's a word, there's a touch, and now there is a producing of purpose. I want you to think is anybody getting this? Uh, uh, Anybody getting this? To prove that's when we walk in the power of God because of communion holy communion but not just holy communion as in with taking of the bread uh, eating of the bread and drinking of the wine but also because we've commune one with the other and now because we've communed there's been a there's been a spiritual impartation through intercourse spiritual 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 and where there is intercourse there should always be something produced and now we can work to the glory of God. My God, help us to think. Is only one person clapped. The whole church should have been clapping, but that would have meant that you understand and you got it. People of God, we must commune so that we can properly produce. I didn't say that trouble wouldn't come. You don't know one prophet in the Bible that didn't go through some trouble. You don't know one successful patriot in the Word of God that didn't go some type of go through some type of crazy. Somebody didn't like him. Somebody wanted to kill him or her or whatever. You don't know one person that's successful in life that did not have to endure hardness as a good soldier. I come to tell you that you got to team up with the Lord. Tag team, uh, uh, Peter. Uh, uh, Come on, you gotta come on. Anybody ever watch wrestling tag team? uh, uh, Bam! They jumps in and everybody gets knocked out because he touched me. That's what happens when you go through hard times, crazy times, folk. Hate you on your job. You thinking about quitting? How dare you let their foolishness and hatred of you quit? <sighs> Come on, anybody ever watch one of those wrestling matches other than Brother Carl? I mean, <sighs> and and the announcers, if he can just get over to the ropes, if he can just get it. So-and-so is just waiting. He's waiting for the tag. He's waiting. uh, ah, 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 ah. There's my touch. Now I can rest. And it's like the Lord jumps in the ring. Hallelujah. And when Jesus steps in the ring there is no one two there is no three because when Jesus steps in the ring you don't have to wait till the battle is over you can shout right there you don't have to wait you don't have to cry you can get your praise on right there hallelujah come on somebody tell the Lord thank you Oh my, 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 my. My my. my. Ah, I think I'm gonna finish on that note. Listen, listen. Jesus is our supreme example of communing with the Father. Every time you turn around, he was either on the mountain praying, he was in a corner talking to the Lord. His example. Is the example that we must follow. I come to tell somebody today that you want help, steal away, tag Jesus. Hallelujah. Spend some time with Jesus. That's the answer to somebody's problem right now. Just a little prayer, just a little time, one touch. Somebody says, I'm just one dollar away. But I said, no, baby, you just one touch away. One touch from Jesus. One word from Jesus. But you've got to go into communion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus being our example. I said that nothing great happens without going through something. I'm not trying to belittle your stuff, but you're not going through anything that no one else didn't go through. The Bible said that Jesus was tempted in all points, yet he sinned not, but he was victorious. Why? Because he spent quality time in communion with the Lord, he spent quality time in prayer with the Lord. And Jesus, although he was omnipotent, he knew all things. Even Jesus asked God the Father questions. Hallelujah. When he was on the cross, Father, why have you forsaken me? My, 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 my. Even though he knew the answer, I believe he needed to be reminded of why he was on the cross. And we understand that he being Jesus, Had the power to step down, but he said to himself, No, I'm gonna stay up here a little longer to finish my course. You've got to understand, my God, you have purpose, and God is and God will enable you to finish your course. We talked a little earlier about the cup, this cup, which is the New Testament in my body don't you understand that there was a time that Jesus thought about giving up the cup I know you don't want to hear that but we all go through pain we all go through stuff and from time to time we all think about quitting the bible said that Jesus in the garden before he went to the cross he said father if it be possible let this cup the same cup the cup that contained the wine the wine represents the blood and the blood is what freed me the blood is what liberated me Jesus almost gave up the cup but he said no 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 it's worth it and although my manly side says I can't handle this I can't do this he understood that there was a godly side When your manly side quits on you, it's time to pull on the godly side because God will send help to you. The Bible says that he sent an angel and the angel strengthened him. I come to tell somebody that God is about to strengthen you right now. That means another touch is coming. Another touch. God is about to touch you one more time and in anticipation of the touch from God in anticipation of the refreshing of God don't wait till the battle is over shout now praise now dance now see the victory now hallelujah somebody give God a good praise so much I want to say but we've got to commune with the Lord ha glory anybody want to get close to God anybody want to tag touch God hallelujah he's sending power right now I come to tell somebody today that God is with you God is for you hallelujah God is helping you even as you're communing with him now thank you Jesus everybody standing on your feet everybody standing on your feet those that are listening whether it's today Sunday may the Second, or some other day that you're watching it it's time to commune one with the other and to commune with the Father I've already read the scripture we preached from the text I'm going to pray and we're going to celebrate communion having now a greater understanding of why we're here and the power of communing with God I'm going to ask that the ministering team quickly come stand behind me that you might walk in your purpose ministering unto the Lord in song those that are home or wherever they are take now your cup take now your bread and we're going to wholly commune with the God of our salvation